In the previous video, we discussed why we should fear God on the basis of his nature. In this video, we will discuss why we should fear God based on what he has done for us and what is expected of us. In the books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Hosea, we can find many prophecies concerning the future glory of Zion when God will restore Israel and gather the nations together. Something that their prophecies have in common is the mention of how people will fear God and tremble in awe because of all his goodness. For example, Hosea 3 verse 5 says, Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. God's goodness can come in the form of health and healing, peace and security, as well as wealth and prosperity. However, our fear of God should not be conditional upon receiving God's goodness or kindness in our lives. Rather, what scripture describes is a phenomenon where his people cannot help but render fear and glory to God because of how unworthy they feel to receive all of his goodness. What God gives freely is also known as God's grace. Even though Judah and Israel had often rebelled against the Lord, he still promised to restore them in the latter days. Likewise, despite all of our sins and weaknesses, the Lord is faithful to keep his promises to us as long as we are willing to return to him. Therefore, since we are so unworthy of God's grace, it is only natural that we fear him with great humility and thankfulness. Another reason to fear God is for his forgiveness, which is also given by God's grace. Psalm 130 verse 4 says, But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. This tells us that the purpose of God's forgiveness is so that we may fear him. Through God's unconditional love, we are moved to renew our relationship with him. And by setting us free from our sins, God gives us the opportunity to lead a new life, a life that honors him. The woman who washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and wiped them with her hair knew that he was the only one who could forgive her many sins. Her actions also show how much love and reverence she had for the Lord. This is exactly what Jesus taught in his parable of the two debtors. The more we are forgiven, the more we ought to love. Therefore, since God has graciously forgiven our sins, we should fear him with a heart of love. Furthermore, we should be determined not to commit the same sins again, nor to take God's forgiveness for granted. Rather, as Peter reminds us, Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ. After his long ruminations on the vanities of life, Solomon said, Having heard everything, I have reached this conclusion. Fear God and keep his commandments, because this is the whole duty of man. This means that the whole purpose of life, that is, what we are expected to learn and accomplish in our lives, is to fear God and keep his commandments. In other words, we need to fear God because this is our duty in life and what we have been called to do. The Bible tells us that fearing the Lord is for our own good and the good of our children. Parents know how to look out for their children's best interests, even though the children may not know it. Likewise, our Heavenly Father knows what is best for us and wants us to fear Him so that it might be well with us and that He might preserve us. 
we should also fear God for the sake of our salvation. As it says in Psalm 85 verse 9, Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. For those of us who have been baptized and have received the hope of salvation, it is still possible to sin against God. And because God will also judge his people, we need to continuously fear the Lord and receive instructions so that our hope will not be cut off. This is why Paul says that we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And in Hebrews 4 verse 1, we are reminded that while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. However, this doesn't mean that the fear of not being saved should be our main reason to fear God. As mentioned earlier, our fear of him should be motivated by a thankful and willing heart. As it says in Hebrews 12 verses 28 to 29, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire.